Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can sign up at uh, patreon.com and chat with us directly as we record on Discord on Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you can't do that, you could still leave something on our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. This week, uh, we'll be talking about, well, I got an article that's just probably going to get a little heavy, but... Crap. <laughs> but first, let's start with something a little more confusing. Okay, I wrapped my head around this once, so let me see if I can do it again. If you remember, we talked about the ministerial exception, uh, the fact that there was a woman who filed for uh, sexual harassment. She was fired because she spoke out because of a sexual harassment case. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, uh, you know, I, I'm going to sue because... And then it turns out she teaches at a, uh, at a religious school. And so she's technically a minister? She technically a minister, so they could fire her. Well, this went up to uh, Middleton v. United Church of Christ, went to the federal district court in Ohio, and the court claims that uh, after examining the cause of action, the court concluded that any matters of church doctrine or practice were not involved. So the fact that she, the fact that she wasn't actively preaching quote-unquote during the incident means that she's not actually she doesn't fall under the ministerial exception so it's a ministerial exception exception (laughs) however they did hold that the plaintiff's breach of contract were it was barred by the ministerial exception doctrine so they kind of said well some of it is and some of it isn't but we're going to drop your case anyway what yeah Mm. So well, they, wait, what? They, sounded like it was going good, and then yeah, yeah, they they decided to drop it because they didn't think she had a valid a valid case, whether or not there was a ministerial exception. Hmm. Oh, so regardless okay. of any of that, okay, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, start with something really confusing. Well, the court held the plaintiff's breach of contract. I don't know what promissory estoppel is, but all right, breach of contract was still an issue, right. basically. Okay. So she's not going to, according to this court's ruling, she's not going to be able to continue filing a, a lawsuit, but not because she's a minister. So, okay. Because <sighs> the court fucked her this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's the only follow-up I have. Moving onward to some COVID cases. Immunity boosting. There's an article on Edmonton CTV News about immunity boosting being a complete myth. And I I wanted to bring it up because that's kind of true. It's not like you can do something and take something that will boost your immune system. Uh, We've talked about that before. That's that's just not a thing. However... Wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) Eating healthy and not having a shitty immune system is also a thing. Not fighting against your immune system is advantageous. Right. (laughs) You're telling me if... I eat the adrenal glands of babies <laughs> that I won't oh. live forever. Oh. As according to QAnon. <laughs> I, I was not saying that, but yes, I believe that's true. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's, so that's, okay. Oh, so this doesn't fall over immunity boosting. <laughs> uh, eating the adrenal glands of small children. Okay, got it. That was a wow. QAnon bit I hadn't heard before. Oh, 
That's the whole reason they're uh, stealing all these children. Oh. To to eat them to stay alive forever. Huh. Wow. Q knows all. (laughs) Sorry. All right. I didn't mean to derail this one with the Q and all shit. (laughs) Total brain reboot. Um, I just just wanted to make a joke. Right. (laughs) Yeah, my whole point is I know that there's a whole bunch of stuff out there saying, look, you can't boost your immune system. Well, that that is true, but maybe you can repair it. Maybe you shouldn't do the opposite. That's- you, can, you can give it a more ideal environment in which to function. <laughs> you know, I eat shit constantly, and I rarely get sick. So You're a theory, hermit. Theory, theory blown. <laughs> You're Bang. a hermit. Done. <laughs> no, not really. I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm out in the public and stuff like that, and I go out and do stuff. Like, I don't catch colds and shit like that. Hmm. I mean, I have, but considering my diet, I'm probably <laughs> dancing on the edge of a knife here. <laughs> Well, they say that, you know, the more colds you caught when you were a child, the more that that it trains your immune system to know how to fight back. So Mm. if you weren't coddled as a, a, you know, as a child and kept in a sterile environment, that probably did you some favors. All right. Live forever is what Karen said. Got it. Don't quote me. (laughs) You you eat shit for breakfast? (laughs) No, I eat pieces of shit. (laughs) Right. No. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, next thing that I had was on the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Uh, contact mm-hmm. tracing has traced more than 100 cases in eight different states linked back to the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in South Dakota. I'm actually surprised that number isn't higher, even mm-hmm. this soon. It takes time. Freaking Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always thought Smash Mouth was silly. Now they're Now they're dumb. Yeah. Mm. Whoa, whoa. What's the, what's the Smash Mouse connection here? They played at Sturgis. They came out and they played a live show and they were like, Kurt, they were like, COVID doesn't exist here. We're Sturgis. We're Smash Mouth. Holy shit. I was shit. like, oh, come on, guys. I used to love you. I was going to say, you know, I can't blame them. You know, you got to get a buck somehow. You know, you can't live off that Shrek money forever, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you could go out there and say, you know, please keep your distance. Please wear a mask. Be socially responsible instead of being douchebags. <laughs> also, that was the best you could get, Sturgis, was yes, Smash Mouth. That, yep. I, I, I didn't really, it didn't occur to me that um, Sturgis participants would be Smash Mouth fans. I didn't get that connection. <laughs> yeah. Did, did they play Walking on the Sun for all those bikers? <laughs> <laughs> It's the only other Smash Mouth song yeah, I know. Just but the poor decision making. I don't think that the quality of Smash Mouth's music or ability to entertain or the ability to cross genres and entertain bikers as well <laughs> as people like me is in question here. They just made some really bad choices as far as the COVID-19 is concerned. I just, you guys are so judgy. No way, man. <laughs> well, uh, uh, an old aging 70s classic rock band? that would have They would have slipped right in there and said the same goddamn thing that Smash Mouth said. And probably these guys would have enjoyed them. I'll tell you right now, there's I gotta be there's gotta be a ninety percent chance that my father was at that festival. <laughs> and homeboy don't know who Smash Mouth is. <laughs> he knows at least two of their songs, and that was good enough. They're all about drinking, partying, and having a good time. They're not in line for a Grammy, they're just Smash Mouth. <laughs> you ever hear them do uh you ever hear All Star but off tune? Where the, the guy sings everything off tune and all the music's off just the worst thing ever. <laughs> no. I don't think I want to, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. well, well, good for Smash Mouth. Uh, yeah. we, uh, they've clearly taken sides. Yeah. They're still relevant, so that's good. They've clearly <laughs> taken sides. I think pretty much they're on the side of, ooh, you'll give us money? 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are on the side of money. God, where where was Sasha Baron Cohen? He could have performed out there and really. <laughs> oh my God. Busy, he's busy filming Borat too. Is <laughs> he? Yeah, I saw some someone was driving down the road and they were doing a scene of Borat driving. They drove by and, and filmed him dressed as Borat with no the kidding. camera crew and the rigging. Wow. Borat too. Look for it in a theater near you, 2022. <laughs> How are you going to pull that off? And like, who hasn't seen Borat or know what he looks like? Uh, hey, you know what? We're, we're living in. My, we're living. <laughs> Forget I even said that. <laughs> I hated. I hated to interrupt because my next story is kind of sad. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I got one last thing to poke a Karen if you want. <laughs> it's about Bill and Ted. <laughs> oh, how is there? Uh... Facing the music. It was great. Thumbs up. Okay, go on. Nice. <laughs> right. we to watch the first one first, but then you know, How we'll watch How much does it. a video on demand movie cost these days? Ooh. Tw- 20 bones. Oh, my heart. What am I, the Pope? Jeez. <laughs> I'll wait till it comes out on HBO. That seems a wise thing. Yeah. It'll only be three months or so. <laughs> hey, I had to support my boys. Yeah, that's fair. It's reasonable. I hear Keanu's a nice guy. All right. On the Atlantic. Uh, we have a serious problem with the vi- or the, the the vaccine for the COVID-19. Uh, we're running low on a crucial resource needed to develop the vaccines, rhesus mm-hmm. monkeys. And there is a phrase in here that I never really thought I would uh, I would say, but the uh, in a 2018 National Institute of Health report found that we would be unable to meet future demands and suggested a strategic monkey reserve. <laughs> capable of uh, unpredictable surge demands for disease outbreaks. So they're running short of rhesus monkeys that uh, say, especially monkeys that have the virus that they can test a vaccine on because there's only like a few places that can house uh, the monkeys because of the ventilation requirements. Mm. So yeah, running short of experimental monkeys. That's just, that's a sad story all the way around. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but is that due to an actual shortage of actual Reese's monkeys, like they're endangered, or because people just don't do testing on animals anymore? Or are they trying to stop that or something? Well, yeah. They, so the article says that the shortage is threefold. It because COVID nineteen has created a demand. Uh, there's been a massive drop in the supply of the monkeys because they come from China, mm. and the pandemic whole thing because you you have to have a very limited amount of monkeys who are infected and they don't reproduce quickly they have one at a time usually one year apart so it takes time to build up a stock of monkeys yeah and there there was no even though in 2018 they came out with that idea there was no strategic monkey reserve so yeah yeah i say save that monkey money and just uh pay trump supporters to test them <laughs> up yeah hmm you know, I'm actually okay with that. I am just, in some ways, better. I was going to say just as fine with using a vaccine on experimenting on humans, as long as they sign the waiver, you know, and they know what they're getting into. If if people want to volunteer for that, that should be well, viable. That, I, I that, mean, well, I mean, people do do that for vaccines and stuff, which... The monkeys yeah, don't even have a choice, so... Yeah. That's phase three. Phase three is, is experimenting on humans. First, you experiment on monkeys. I mean, listen, experimenting on animals is a sad, sad fucking thing. Right. It is. And breaks your fucking heart. But it's also kind of necessary. So, you know. My main thing about it is I I acknowledge that we need to do it, but can you treat them humanely? That's all I'm asking. Treat them humanely. 
when they're not participating in a study, you still treat them humanely. That's yeah, the key think, for me. Yeah, like just don't lock them in a small box and then, <laughs> you know, move on. Right. And I understand as a scientist, you probably have to have some kind of, you know, disenchi- uh, uh, disattachment from them. Yeah. You know, but, you know, can't you put them in a little jungle gym all together? <laughs> yeah. Put little wristbands on them. <laughs> I mean, I understand while they're participating in a, you know, an actual vaccine trial, you have to have them separated. But, I don't know, there, there, there are ways of doing it that it's not cruel. So. Hey, if I learned anything from all these zoo shows I've been watching, primates love to watch TV. Hmm. All right? Put a little TV in there for them. Well, look at humans. Same reason. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, pretty colors. Oh, boy. I've, I've, taken, I've been taking a deep dive on human evolution this past week. Oh, my. Mm. I'm, I'm having dreams that I'm fighting with other scientists about, like, Piltdown Man and Homo habilis. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I've been watching. Wow. Wow. We've been binging Doctor Who, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Homo habilis is the handyman. Grinch. <laughs> I need to introduce you to the uh, young Earther that I know who doesn't believe at all in evolution. Maybe you can sort some things out for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you... Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, this will just take us down a rough fucking rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. So, moving from COVID onto world news, and this is still about COVID, so uh, there is a survey in Canada, about one quarter of Canadians surveyed don't think they'll need a COVID-19 vaccine. 10% say they don't believe in vaccines anyway. 10% of Canadians surveyed. That's just, that's not a good number. Well, we don't have the corner on stupidity, so, yeah, you know. that's kind of why I wanted to include it. Hmm. And uh, we really don't. Over in Germany, hundreds, I think it was three, near 300 people were arrested in, German, in Germany at anti, anti-corona protests. Yeah, it was anti-masking, hmm. anti-anything. Um, and apparently they, they were using not just like anti-masking stuff, but, you know, Nazi symbols showed up, which is illegal in Germany. Mm-hmm. I do like the picture of his mask that he's wearing. That's pretty fantastic. It looks like a section of chain link fence. Yeah, I'm sure that'll that'll do a lot for you. Mm. So being stupid is not an exclusive American thing, right? Good no. to know. Exactly. No, we do it. We do it more and better than everywhere else. Oh yes, <laughs> we are much more robust when it comes to our stupidity. <laughs> yes, we're we're way but louder. <laughs> it's not exclusive for sure. Right. No. Yeah, it makes it makes its way into our politics. <laughs> mm. Well, look at Boris Johnson. It made it into UK politics as well. <sighs> yeah, till he got it. <laughs> and then he was like, fuck this shit, it's real. Yeah, but it was too late at that point. And it looks like he's probably, I think, did he say he was going to step down or he's going to step down? Because he's still no. feeling after effects. No, he's still sick. Oh. So. Maybe. Yeah. Him and Shinzo Abe. That was a surprise one. Yeah. I mean, I don't really. Step down want, too? I don't want yeah. many people to feel sick or, or anything, but, you know, if you come out and say that it pretty much it's a hoax and you're, you're going to do stuff against. Preventing the disease from spreading, I, you deserve it. I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. Oh, you mean you call? We call that uh, pulling a Chuck Woolery, right? Because <laughs> that was the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> that was karma, <laughs> like, yeah. just hand smacking you across the face. All right. In world news, I thought this was interesting. Uh, Charlie Hebdo, French newspaper that was attacked in 2015 for pictures of Muhammad. Right. They are reproducing the, the reprinting the cartoons in uh on the anniversary 
of what was it, the anniversary of the uh, the attacks? No, the anniversary of I think it was the attacks. Yeah, the first trial. Yeah. It was the anniversary of the first trial for the attacks on Charlie ah. Hebdo. Um, they are going to be reproducing the uh, cartoons again. I like it. Yeah, that's uh, you know, Ballsy. there's a pandemic on. They need to cut costs. We'll lose some payroll. <laughs> we print those cartoons. Kill another dozen people. Brilliant. Whew. That's kind of harsh. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're the dummies who are like, hey, what got us killed the first time? Let's try that again. Yeah, <laughs> oh, fuck that. I say do it. God damn it. Fuck that shit. I'm not going to be dictated by what you can do. I said that's a brave, brave move. Fucking do it. Yeah, I, I really I, hate the I, idea. I, I, mean, granted, that, I, I hate the idea that they're not going to do it again because of what happened. I mean, it's just giving in. It's, it's being scared into compliance. Yeah, that's not right. Okay. That is the same answer that's on the back of the people's windows who drive around my town that says, no masks, I will no longer live in fear. Good for you guys. You're not living in fear anymore. You're going to die. That's com- <laughs> Die Die a warrior's death. First of all, that's job. Com- completely different. <laughs> it is not different at all. Uh, because wearing a mask will not get you killed. No, not wearing a mask. Not wearing a mask will increase your chance of contracting the virus and kill you. So if you think you're a hero by not wearing a mask because you're not going to live in fear anymore, by all means, you are correct. Yeah. So you're for so you're for living in fear? I am for living in fear, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I am, I am not for letting religious zealots win just because they, they threaten and, and do violence. We need to stop that violence, not live in fear of them. Fuck that. I say bring more violence to them. <laughs> They come to that goddamn building, beat them down. Now, see, now you got to be careful going the other way. <laughs> you, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to say that it's it, the Muslims, the Islamic religion. It's it's specifically the people who are going to do violence. And that's, that's why I just, I didn't say, right. I didn't specify. I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> okay. But yeah. that's also part of the whole, you know, divide and conquer, divide and rule mentality of the, you know, the, the quote, ruling class, end quote. You can't see my using air quotes. It's the same argument. It's the same reason that Trump gets the Democrats fighting against the Republicans and vice versa is to divide people so they can't rise up together. Divide by religion, divide by color, divide by politics, divide by any way you can divide people. You know, I don't know if I subscribe to that theory that they're the ones dividing us. I feel like we've done that on our own and they're just capitalizing on it. Well, they're definitely poking in appropriate places to keep the fight going. But I'm just like... Really? Like, is it that easy to fucking, yes. like, make a white person hate a black person for simply being black? Fear. Super easy. Yeah. Fear. Very powerful. Or I'm just, mm-hmm. but I'm more saying, was that already innately there? <laughs> it's already innately there. That's why it's so easy to do and why it's so effective. And we'll have I more mean, on that a little later. Oh, right. okay. I mean, I'm just saying that I don't want religious zealots to have power because they're willing to commit murder. I don't see a a, a way to navigate around that appropriately. I don't see that sacrificing more people to tell them we're willing to let you kill more people to not be afraid of you is is an effective way to combat that. Yeah, I guess I just don't see the proper solution. Mm. I mean, I feel like we've explored on this show that murder, again, I'm, I'm oversimplifying this, but to a degree, murdering people is, isn't that a key... Like, tenant of Islam? Like, not an extreme tenant of Islam. Like, the book says, kill other people because that's the way to God. Well, where where does death to infidels come from? Is that a made-up phrase? 
I don't think so. I think I think yeah, it's same. completely yeah. legit. <laughs> it it really depends on who you ask, and the, I mean the the answer to your question is yes, that is definitely in the Quran. A lot of people interpret different. A lot of mullahs, a lot of imams interpret things more modern uh, modern mentality. But to say that that phrase isn't in there would be dishonest. Right. So I, I guess I don't know. Like. How many how many cartoonists and illustrators are we willing to throw at this wave of zealots to expose them so we can take them down one by one to prevent them from getting more people in the future? Like, is that is that the answer? Is that are they going to stop being murderous by because re- we reprinted these cartoons? Or wow, they're not going to stand for our shit anymore. We should we should cool down. Uh, they will if the, if you come back and punch them back in the face. <laughs> Again, if that were easy to isolate, that would be fantastic. But hey, you know, we can't surround we- surround the fucking building with people with guns. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, right? But I but can't. That, that, I I can't take that, this pussy footing around. But that's all escalation, though. None of that. None of that escalation never ends well. The only way to do it is to find common ground and you know come to a. a that seems like a pipe dream to me, though. You're it talking about people will, willing to kill people, and yes. you know, like where's the common ground between killing and not killing? <laughs> Agreed. I mean, yeah, we are so far away from finding common ground right now. I think if we could get to the point where we agree not to murder each other in the streets, that's a good start. Uh, how we get yeah, there? Yeah, but that's that's where we're at. That's our end. <laughs> you got to yeah. find something in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, but if we if you, it keeps escalating though, it's what's the, what's the end of that? You think they're going to back down if we push harder? No, I think it's our job to back down <laughs> and stop being like we'll teach you to not let us draw pictures of your profit. Ha! We're doing it again. Yeah, but then they we're don't. We're not living in fear. But then they push further and they push harder because they, the, the goal they of most it certainly is, do not. Yes, they will. There have been. How many Charlie Hebdo people have been murdered since that incident? One of the primary tenets of Islam is to make the rest of the world Islam. Sure. And if you give them space to do that. I feel like that's a primary tenet of every religion, though. True. Spread this religion. True. Well, it's interesting, though, because, you know, Pierce Watkins said on here, uh, it's a lot of, that same kind of thing is in the Bible also. It's also in, hell, it's in the Mormon book that, all you know, black people are can't be Muslim. There's all kinds. Of, sorry, can't be um, Mormons. There's a whole bunch of crazy shit in all these books. Most religions kind of tamp down the crazy shit, but there are extremists for all. There are plenty of extremist Christians in this country who take sure. out the bits and pieces that they want. Correct. Islam is just a bit of a problem at the moment, unfortunately, worldwide. <laughs> also true. I'm not sure. I'm listening, yeah. but I'm not sure what direction you're going with what you're saying. Hey, I'm just saying, like Captain America, I hate bullies. And that's horseshit. I'm no. sorry. No, I'm just hoping that they coordinated it with the French government, with the Oh, the I'm sure they'll be and- taking all kinds of precautions. I mean, pushing back only escalates the situation, which doesn't help. But backing down doesn't help either, because they'll just push harder. So I don't know what the answer is, but neither of them is it. Okay. Well, let's see how this reprinting goes. Mm. And then I'll tell you what the answer was. <laughs> <laughs> because nothing has happened to them since 2015. If they reprint this and a bomb goes off in their offices, I'm mm. going to make another strong argument. That okay, but Ian, down is the correct answer. Okay, but Ian, but okay, so nothing's happened to them. But um, do you think things have happened to other people who've tried to do this since then? Who have tried to draw Muhammad? Yeah, for whatever reason. Probably. Yeah, so, I mean, is that it? We just they will a hundred percent of the time be willing to die for that. Mm. So if you are not also willing to die to tell them they're wrong, then don't tell them they're wrong. No, 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 no. I don't like. I don't like it. Now that's somebody's religion. 
telling me what I can do and what I can't do. Now, regardless, I personally am not going to be drawing pictures of Muhammad and putting it on my Facebook page to, you know, like, I'm not that brave, but... Well, I don't feel I, the need to do that. Yeah, I don't feel the need to do it either. I just honestly don't give a shit. Hmm. But I don't like other people dictating what others can do when it's... You're not hurting anybody. And to... Re- and to re- not to, not only that, to, re- to retaliate by killing them. Mm. That's... You know, I don't know. I mean... I'm, I'm hearing you. And know that I do support you because you're not wrong. I understand what you... I, I also hate dying. <laughs> right. I, I believe what you're saying is you reap what you sow. And if something happens to them, you're gonna... You're not gonna feel... Not, not to say that you're not gonna feel an ounce of sympathy. You're just gonna be like, you fucking asked for it. Yeah. They, just- the, they have drawn the line. I haven't seen them pushing the line any further, but they have drawn the line that says, if you draw this guy, we will send someone to kill you. So if it's that important for you to either draw him or to let them know that you think that rule is silly, expect to die. If you can find a way to circumvent that or stop that, then you've made Islam a better religion. And you are an amazing person. <laughs> if you're just taking a stand for personal freedom... I support you. There's a chance you will die. I'll a be- good chance you will die. Not a, you know, random event could kill me, but someone's coming for me. So unless you're Solomon Rushdie and you want to spend the next 25 years in hiding. Well, I mean, if it's a gr- I mean, you're talking about a single person. I'm talking I about mean, a I mean, l- <laughs> I to, to follow up that sad meme from earlier, and I just mean this as, you know, not obviously not literally. I mean it from the world. I eat a lot of shit. That I don't want to, but I do because sometimes the alternative is worse than eating the shit. This, I think, is one of those instances. I don't agree, but you know, <laughs> I think we're, we're we're it's somewhere in the middle. I understand. I think so because yeah. we're not that far apart. And you're, I want to be as clear as possible that you and Karen aren't wrong. I don't think you guys are wrong in any way. I think that what I just said. I don't think there's an alternative. And I don't feel so just violently oppressed by my inability to to not publicly draw Muhammad. Mm. I'm going to let them have that one. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. And I, again, I'm not, I don't know if Ray thought this was going to go as far as it oh, did. Oh, certainly not. But I'm curious what your question is. <laughs> you find yourself at a party alone, Ian, right? Yes. With a bunch of just good old boys who love to shoot guns and and chew tobacco and oh, yes. uh, are prone <laughs> just prone to violence. This is not a stretch so far. Go ahead. Yep, 100%. Okay, no. he's already he's already <laughs> answering the question. Yep. <laughs> he knows what the question's going to be. And he's already So you would just either just keep your mouth shut or agree with them? Yeah, 100% of the time I would tell them I love Trump. I hate minorities. I love NASCAR and trucks. And hunting is, I can't wait to take my son out to kill his first deer. <laughs> can't wait. And I would do that for free. You know, I'm not even Kellyanne Conway myself on this one. Self-preservation is at, like, the top of my to-do list most days. <laughs> I don't think I'm physically capable of doing that. <laughs> Dude, it's so easy. <laughs> my mouth just gets me in trouble a lot, so. Uh. <laughs> All right, I I did not expect that to go where it did, but uh, hey, you know, I thought it was an interesting discussion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moving on to more political stuff, and kind of still on uh, COVID a little bit here when we move to Trump. Uh, Religion News Service, though, uh, put out an article 
350 faith leaders have backed Biden for president, including many first-time endorsers. 350 faith and community leaders are endorsing Biden for president. I find this interesting because they all signed like one document. And one of the comments that I saw was, why don't they do it individually? Wouldn't that make a more of a uh, impact if there were 350 different voices? But as opposed to just, well, you know, all, all signing on, but I think yeah. I'm pretty sure there are 350 faith leaders in our county in Pennsylvania, though. Yeah, it's right. not like that's a I was gonna say 350 is a tiny number. Mm. And um, I support them. I support them for supporting him. But it's an empty gesture. Hmm. No one cares. Yeah, I don't think it's going to make movement on either side. Yeah, it's it's just like, even though there's zero, you know how many generals support Trump? Hundreds. Hmm. Hundreds of no generals support Trump. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, they do support Trump. That guy's great. You know how many generals support Biden for president? Hundreds. <laughs> Hundreds of generals support Hundreds Biden. Generals. They just can't get behind Trump. I don't know. I'm really, I'm really dug in on on this Again, many week exploration now of the myth of the undecided voter. Like, I feel like when people say they're undecided, they're absolutely decided, but they, they're keeping it open. They're the same people who say, you know, well, I'm not sure if there's a God or not. Like, I know there's not, but in the event that he shows up on my doorstep and introduces himself, maybe I'm wrong. So they don't want to, like, fully commit to everything because people are just so wishy-washy. Like, if I said voting day is today, everybody would already know who they're voting right. for. See, see, I think mm. maybe that's where the fucking myth comes from, is the dummies who don't know what's going on. Oh, there's so many of them. Right. The people who go, who who had no idea who Kamala Harris was. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, really? You have no idea? <laughs> right? You so when you say, TV? <laughs> yeah, when you say who's who, you who, like, well, who do you want to vote for, uh, Trump or Biden? They go, Biden's running for president. <laughs> like that could be their only response. And maybe, uh, oh, I don't know, I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> like that could be it. Someone who is not involved, right? I guess. Again, I don't like not Ooh. as opposed to, to live the a life like that is shocking. Right. It is. Listen, it it really is. But I. I mean, I mean, uh, to anybody who's work, who listens to this podcast that I work with, I'm not talking about you, but I do work with some people who are like, "Oh, I didn't know that. Who's that?" Blo well, you that know. That's yeah, that's fine. That's a Trump vote then. There you go. They've well, heard of him. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, right, but most times, but like, I mean the the idea of somebody who is fully invested as we are and still can't fucking decide that's not true. That is th that person doesn't exist. I, yeah, I don't see how it could exist. I find it yeah. interesting that on the uh, on Discord, Alpha says that must never have been on YouTube because Biden ads are a constant thing. I have not seen a Biden ad on YouTube. I am inundated with Trump ads. Hmm. What are ads on YouTube? I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I have this thing called ad blocker. Sure. <laughs> Although, if you want to hear something funny, a couple weeks ago, I'm sitting on Discord with a couple friends of mine. And I'm surfing the internet, and I click on YouTube, and I go to do something else, and all of a sudden I hear Donald Trump's voice telling me about what a dope Joe Biden is, <laughs> and playing all these clips of of Sleepy Joe, and and like where he stutters and shit like that. Yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? Right? I'm looking around at all my pages, can't find it, and I'm like, that is really weird. But you know, that happens. A couple minutes later, it happens again. 
and it's a, it's a different fucking ad with the same premise, and it always kept keeps cutting off at the end. I start blaming my friends on you on Discord. I go, "Are you guys playing this through fucking Discord?" <laughs> and I and they're like, "No." And then a little investigating, there was an issue over at YouTube that every time you went to the homepage, if you had an ad blocker, it would initially play the the audio from a Trump ad. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and, and someone else uh, chimed in. They're like, "I thought I was going fucking crazy." <laughs> huh. I find it interesting who is getting targeted with what ads. Like, I've seen a few Biden ads, but for the most part, they've been the Project Lincoln ads. But, mm. man, the Trump ads are just constant. I, really? I do not. I haven't because, seen a Trump ad yet. Hmm. Uh, I see tons. And I feel like that's because Ray and I are constantly clicking on stories about something that we think he's up to. Mm. Maybe. So they think we're interested in Trump, so they hit us with Trump ads. Yeah, Maybe. but you but I've you never t- clicked on a Biden story. I couldn't care less what he's up to. But YouTube, I mean, I watch videos all day, every day about Trump. Again, I have ad block on there. And unfortunately on Facebook, if I ever get a Trump, if there's ever a sponsored Trump ad as I'm scrolling down, I always report it as fake news. <laughs> so, and that's for any Republican bullshit I see. It always reported as fake news. Because it usually is. <laughs> sure. It usually is. <laughs> yeah. It's usually full of bullshit. So, you know. I don't, it's funny. I don't get ads for either. I mean, you know, a suburban housewife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, you'd think I'd be targeted. <laughs> well, you're scared of that low-income housing coming in, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> State College spent the last 10 years getting rid of all those trailer parks. They're coming right back. <laughs> <laughs> but this time full of black people. <laughs> Nothing but. <laughs> Did you see the thing on uh, John Oliver this week where the one guy, uh, Mike Pence, was like, Americans know... That they can come to terms with their black neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> wait a second. The black neighbors yeah, aren't yeah. Americans? I know. Wow. Everyday Americans like you and me, we can come to terms with our black neighbors. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, we know he that he's the Pence is the whitest man ever, but. Mm-hmm. Somebody wrote this speech, reviewed it, had other people look at it, and they all went, yep, that sounds right. Wow. Yeah, they did. They went, wow, that dehumanizes blacks. Keep it in there. That's fantastic. Yeah, but then they were they were trotting out their, their Herschel Walkers of the world to the RNC. The, the few black people that could actually go up on stage, they were all there. Yeah. They're rich. They don't care. I, I understand, but. <laughs> so they're Trust courting me, the black If vote. Ian were black, he'd be on that fucking stage. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would. <laughs> If I thought it could make me richer. <laughs> so moving on to Trump and his cabinet, um, the pandemic advisor, we brought him up last time. This is this new advisor. According to five different people who are familiar with the discussions, these are people who would have been in the White House to hear uh, the guy's name is Scott Atlas, by the way, Scott Atlas, to hear Scott Atlas and the president talk five different people. Washington Post says has uh, are saying that Scott Atlas has said that we just need to expose people to the virus so that we can get herd immunity and move on opening up the economy fully. The old Sweden model. Yeah. 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 Now, there are several problems with this. One, Atlas specifically was asked and denied ever having that discussion with Trump. Um, so I totally believe him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a problem because he is not in any way an epidemiologist. He is, what was it, some sort of uh, radio neurologist? Like he does 
nerve x-rays like that's his thing like examining mm. examining the uh, the nervous system and radiology so why he's in charge of pandemic stuff because trump's an idiot sure and i i would protest against saying this sweden's approach because sweden's approach they didn't have lockdowns or anything but they also educated their public and they have an educated public and they said all right please wear masks and and it didn't work out very well, even with that. Right. Even with an educated public that wore masks right. a decent I amount heard, of the time. I heard per capita Sweden is actually worse off than we are, as far as deaths go. Yeah, I don't know what the numbers are, but I wouldn't be surprised. Because they, they, their numbers are way high well, for in comparison to their neighbors, yeah. Well, yeah. And, I mean, like, again, per capita. Like, we obviously have more deaths. Sure. America's number one. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it was in, re- in relation to their population. I think that we are going to lose our number one spot in the next month or so, though. If you take a look at India's numbers, mm, not well, we're good. not number. We're not. Are we number one in deaths? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, th- I know we're by number far. one in cases. No, we're not number one in cases, right? Oh, by far. We're really six million. Oh no, I thought we were eighth in deaths. No. Ooh, who's up there? Oh, I heard we got like, links on the page. I heard like uh, some South American country that was kicking the shit out of us. <laughs> uh, Brazil was going for a while. But yeah. we're not, are you sure we're number one? I don't think we're number it, one. In, in cases, we have six million. Brazil has yet to hit uh, four million. In deaths, we have one hundred eighty-four thousand deaths. Brazil is second at one hundred twenty-two thousand deaths. So we are number one. Oh yeah. Oops. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we fucking did it. We're the best. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at the curve for India, though, it's still going up, and they have one billion more people than we do. Also, I was told by the RNC that we really shouldn't shed a tear for these, you know, 180,000 deaths. Hey, could have been worse, right? There was a narrative recently that um, a, a significant percentage of them should not be attributed to COVID because they had underlying conditions. So it's not COVID's fault that they oh died. I, I, I did see I, that. That I, is a pure Dinesh D'Souza yeah. propaganda bullshit. Mm. It, not, Does it, anybody <laughs> know how any disease works? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it, I think with his model, which is obviously horseshit, it knocked it down to like 9,000 deaths or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, again, as we have long known, apparently with his magical model, there we have never suffered a single death from AIDS. Isn't Ooh, that a miracle? Right. It's huh. cured. No one's ever died from AIDS. They always die from comorbidities, and then they attribute it to By the AIDS. way, what a bunch of horse one shit. of the major comorbidities <laughs> in that report, because I saw this on Facebook and immediately went, oh, bullshit, and had to, to spend some time looking it up. One of the major comorbidities is obesity. Do you know how many people in this country mm. are obese? It's like 70% of the population. It's a crazy high number, yeah. So don't, don't I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the whole idea, well, they had it coming. I mean, that's really what you're saying. Is is victim yeah. blaming? Well, you had yeah. it coming because you know you didn't take care of yourself. And again, it's been brought up quite a bit. But <laughs> do you remember when we lost our shit over three thousand people dying in two thousand and one? Right. You and fundamentally that- changed this country and went to war. We do that twice every week now. Yeah, and like, but the fact is, is like, why can't you just get on fucking board? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, Jared, as you just explored, how many of those people? That were in there and died on 9-11 were overweight. You can't no. attribute all of that to the plane. Oh, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> the plane. It, the it, was the fa- it was the fall that killed them, right? <laughs> well, just because – I was going to say, just because the fall killed them 
they may have been overweight while falling. That's a comorbidity. It's really not. On a side uh, note, Grinch, go fuck yourself. <laughs> What's that? I said on a side note, Grinch can go fuck himself. <laughs> that way, Grinch is the best. Really read his comment that's highlighted towards me. Oh, okay. <laughs> said if I had a real girlfriend as opposed to an internet girlfriend, maybe I'd take better care of myself. <laughs> what? That's savage, even for Grinch. I love it. Wow. I mean, I hate to I say it, but I, I was in pretty top-notch shape when I first met her, but I blame my weight gain on COVID, not on her. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to get into this too much. Uh, I've got a couple articles on Betsy DeVos and what she's trying to do. She's trying to get some, uh, well, she's trying to get money for private schools. I mean, duh. That's what, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what she does. Yes. That's her only thing. <laughs> um, I did like the one thing that the judge said though in the second article that I'm gonna that I'm gonna post. He called he called the their move to try and get this money quote interpretive jiggery pokery in the extreme. Whoa, <laughs> jiggery pokery. Right. Interpret <laughs> interpretive jiggery pokery. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I just had to throw that in there because that phrase killed yeah. me. Yeah. So I want to do a, a one, you know, private school COVID shout out, which was I thought very, very strange. So evidently, a lot of people are turning away from public schools because public schools are closed or, you know, doing online learning. People are so desperate to get their children out of their houses. They're sending them to private school because a lot of them are open for in-person school. Like, yeah, because that works like a college. Get your money. Oh, we got to send your kids home. Yeah. But and you called that in two fucking seconds flat, because that's all I've seen this week is colleges sending all their fucking students home. Well. But this no, this was elementary school. You know, send your kids to a private elementary school. Right. So they get the money that you pay for their tuition and then they go, Oh, sorry, now the school's closed after a week. We got too many cases. But we got your sure. money. Back to online learning, yeah. Yeah, back to online yeah. Go drive your kid up to the school and, and sit in the parking lot and use our free Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> so the next article that I have about Trump is written by Umer Hawk. And I didn't know who this guy was until I read this article. And I'm like, all right, who wrote this? He is uh, in the Thinkers 50. He's a member of the Thinkers 50. He's one of the, I think he's ranked 35th as the, the top most influential management leaders in the world. Um, author of Harvard Business Blog. An author, uh, his father was a Pakistani economist, so he comes from, you know, a, a varied background. And the article that he wrote, like I, I said in the, in the beginning of the podcast, it gets a little heavy, but he writes this article from the experience of seeing authoritarianism come into play. I uh, just want to go through some of the things in the article real quick. Uh, he starts off with the... If you're a quote-unquote real American, you have precisely no experience with authoritarianism. So take it from survivors and scholars of authoritarianism that this, what's happening in America, is how it happens. He says, we survivors have a terrible foreboding seeing something that we should never see, deja vu. Mm. He talks about Kenosha and what happened there, a young man being radicalized by a movement that was led by the president, the president saying that he hates minorities, treating them like animals and vermin, calling them animals and vermin, saying that the peaceful protesters are revolutionaries and seditionaries, and saying, well, my people, my flock, what do we do with these tra traitors? And, of course, the answer is to people like this kid is we kill them. Mm. Um, the crucial lesson to be learned, 
this is what ISIS does. This is what the Taliban does. You get young men willing to do violence and you brainwash them into hating a minority and blaming that minority for stunting their life chances. And you get them to act on that violence. He, he goes into that's exactly what ISIS does. It's exactly what the Taliban does. And then he goes into what, what was the state's law enforcement response? They let him do it. And then they protected him. They let him walk away. He slept in his own bed that night. They didn't arrest him until the video went viral the next day. Until it was public. Yeah. yeah. And then when he did, then when they were going to do the extradition, they pushed it to the 25th because he needed time to talk to his lawyer. Right. Yeah. And then oh. the president went on television and said that he looked to be justified, functionally is what he said. Yeah. Yeah, he said that they knocked him down and were attacking him. So he was completely, in his mind, it was completely justified. Mm. I hear the lawyer is taking up the uh, the stance that he was uh, justified because he was part of a well-regulated militia. <laughs> in quotes. Yeah. Seven. Oh, he doesn't even need a lawyer. So so what then, hap what happened after that? Trump threatened to send in federal agents, quote unquote. And then he did. And what federal agents did each then? The same people who were in Portland. The DHS, Homeland yeah. Security Force, which this guy uh, actually equivalents to the Irani Republican Guard. A paramilitary. It's not accountable to the people. There's no democratic institution behind them. They don't wear badges. They can't be identified personally. And it's controlled only by the authoritarian at his discretion. Mm. Well, let me ask you a question. Like, n none of this sounds surprising to me. <laughs> right. I could I, I mean I feel like we could have you know said this 4 years ago and it'd still be right. You know that oh we're heading down this track. But in Nazi Germany, were there some citizens that like were not part of the Nazi party but were also okay with what was going on? Like they're like, yeah, this is how things should be. I like this. Yes. Yes, there were. So oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. Right. So giving us this information like yeah, just scares the shit out of me more, but I'm already going to vote and do what I can. Like this are the people who support Trump. Is this not this is what they want? Yes, that's like that's what I'm asking. They want a a, a government run state country like that. Yes. Okay. They so want to be able right. to walk out of their house when they see Black Lives Matters protesters with their guns and shoot at them. Okay. So then, in that point, what is the point of this article? <laughs> Well, it's a warning to America. Uh, part of this article is to remind you that this kid doesn't need a lawyer. No matter what happens, he's getting pardoned. Mm. Right. And, and I 100% will tell you now and guarantee it that whether win or lose, this kid walks. And I think this this article, and he, he's not just doing this article, but I think this article is a good summary. But he's equating what's going on here to what has happened in the Soviet Union, what has happened in Libya, what happened in Nazi Germany. And at the end of the article, he talks about what is the last line of protection for democracy? What happens when Trump, Saddam, or Gaddafi rise, or refuses to leave office? When what needs to happen is the military must revoke them. And if they don't, it's game over. If once the military doesn't act, then the military is in his pocket as well. Right. This is exactly so that, what has happened. So then it's not, it's, it's, then it's not even civil war. It's we become insurgents. It's just over. <laughs> And that's exactly what right. happened in Libya. It's exactly what happened in Iraq. And it's precisely what's happening here. Having said that, though, those were definitely smaller countries. I mean, like, how do you hope to control a country this big? It's a good point. And there's a- When, when, when 50% of the people absolutely disagree with it. One, right. one city and, at and a time? And there's such variety. 
the variety is is the is the is his biggest problem. I mean, Wyoming is so different from Florida, which is so different from New York, from California and Texas that I'm not sure we'll end up with you know a 50 state United States anymore. Right. I mean, not only do we have a gigantic population, we got a lot of real estate to cover. We don't have a gigantic population. We have one billion fewer people than China or India does. We have a huge area. That is definitely true. Well, I mean, true. Even, but c- controlling 320 million is still not the same as controlling two or three. Agreed. Yeah. You know, and on a, on a giant landmass, and some of the some parts of the country aren't even connected to this landmass. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, he, like he doesn't he doesn't need to have a prosperous, stable regime to to be successful. Mm. You know, it, when just a chunk of it. Yeah. When, when lots of people who disagree with him. They can disagree with him all day long, and then when Homeland Security troops come marching in, the disagreement gets real right. quiet. The Homeland Security yeah. troops come he's, in. He, yeah, he's running. He's running the Putin model right now. Mm. He's right, going to be completely successful. But I mean, like, it's not like shit in Portland's died down. Right, but you but know that's fine. Once once he escalates, if you escalate your control, then you can escalate the uh, you know the 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 force response to insurgents like in Portland and in Seattle can become more severe and it will it'll it'll squelch right, because you have the, the you have the people come in protesters are disappeared they're jailed mm-hmm. without any trial or you know any democratic mandate above them and then you have things like what's happening in Tennessee where the governor signs a bill that says well if you are a protester and you've been arrested on state ground you no longer have the right to vote so you no longer get a voice against the supreme leader Right, you made it a felony, which means that you lose your right to vote, which should go to the Supreme Court, and who knows how that'll turn out. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I, I agree that these are all the things I can do. I just feel like it's, I mean, Trump is not being sneaky about any of this shit. Doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be, but I mean, like, is it going to come down to you just mowing down fucking protesters? I mean, like. Sure. We're yeah, you're pretty gonna, close I mean, to I just, that. Right. I, I, I don't, I mean, like, I get. Here's what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I don't think it's going to be that easy. Like, there's going to be revolts. There's going to be fights. There's going to be people picking up arms against other people. It's just, it's not going to be one and done. He's got the military and that's it. Game over. I mean, there's going to be fighting everywhere. Yeah. I think that the, the big difference in this country compared to other countries is, is the distributed authority. I mean, governors have a lot of control over their states. I, the president does not have as much power as presidents do in other countries. He's gathering up more and more, so it's not going to get any better. But governors still have a large role in what happens in their states. Currently, yes. I'm just saying that the the, the argument is that the federal government, it, it was going – I mean, if it continues down this path, not that mm. far, it's going to rely on a military intervention. Yes, I agree. Because, I mean, it's not like Biden's going to go, well, I won. I'm going to force my way into the White House. That's not how that works. <laughs> well, but again, that's a, elections are a state thing. If the states pull together and say, no, this is this is, this, this is who is president now, because we are the people that decide this. <laughs> well, well, in that case, then we truly are lost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the one thing that – and this is the reason I moved the article. The, the one thing that made me a little bit hopeful after reading that article was uh, what mm. Karen posted from the Military Times, if you want to go with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically, I, I ran into a, an article saying that um, the Military Times did a poll of just troops, active duty service members, and the they are no longer supporting Trump. They are now supporting Biden by a, an okay margin. Yeah. 
And a margin that makes me a, li- a little bit less f- terrified. <laughs> a a four-point margin in the active military? Yeah. Um, for the Democrat, that's to me, that's a huge deal. And if you uh, a couple of graphs down, there is a graph about his favorability. He started off in 2016, 46% favorable, and he's now down to 37%. Um, unfavorable started at 37% is now at um, 49.9%. I mean, 49.9% unfavorable of the of the commander-in-chief, oof, that's pretty bad. So, like, Well, you, again, uh, too, it's not really them. that it's, Isn't it the generals and stuff that we yeah. need to... <laughs> and don't most of them dislike him? Yeah, a lot of them do. Well, yeah. he has no I mean, honor, no integrity. They should hate him. Right, right. Yeah. It, it was something we talked about before the show came on. I mean, if you point out and ask a, you know, a, a military, ex-military, how many times the president has gone and met the caskets in, in Dover, Delaware, when they come back from overseas. Um, so, you know, soldiers that have died in the in the line of duty. How many times do you think he has gone and met those caskets in his presidency? Well, you already gave us the I answer. I know the answer, but I'm a, but I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm say, a, I know the answer, and I still think it's zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the answer is four. He's gone four times. He went once back in the very, very beginning um, because he did something. He sent troops into Yemen when um, Obama wouldn't and got him killed. And he got berated by the father of um, one of the soldiers there. And he didn't go back for two years. He sent um, he sent his vice president instead. He's only done it four times. And the once he took um, you know, Voight with him. So How many times does a president normally do that? Every time? As often as they can, Obama went many, many times. I don't know what the number okay. was, but but he never he never um, publicized it. It wasn't a, an opportunity to go on TV, which is what it is for <laughs> well, Trump. Trump would call that a missed opportunity. Yes, he would. <laughs> but uh, and again, I mean, say what you will about generals, like they don't like it when you sell out the country and all this shit with Putin yeah. and Kim Jong Un and and Erdogan and all the fucking dictators that he sucks up to just pisses them off. Yeah. Well, he started off with saying that he knows more than the generals. That's a good start. So I'm sure, yeah, that, that, that also gives me a little bit of hope that they, he know, they know he does not support them and he will throw them under the bus. So well, why would they support the, him? Most Republican politicians fucking hate him. They'll kiss his ass on TV, but yeah. they all fucking hate him. Right. They just need to get reelected because that's where the money is. Well, I don't know. I mean, listen. They make money no matter who's in fucking office. Let's let's get that straight. Hmm. <laughs> right? Can we all agree on that? Yeah, oh, but they yeah. make more Absolutely. money when they get to change all the policies. They make more, but like I mean I I mean I, I this is the shocking part is that they're willing. Well, I guess it's not so much they're willing is that they're just like, look, he has co-opted this fucking political party mm. and as much as I know he's going to sell out the country, and destroy everything. I need to get reelected, and the only way I can get reelected is by uh, appealing to his fucking supporters, as fucking crazy as they are. And some of them are hey. true believers, like Matt Gates. But yeah, most of them are just doing it reflexively. I don't because think he's, he's a, a true believer. You mean a true Trumpian? Yeah. I don't know. I think he's a true Matt Gateser. <laughs> so let me let me make sure I'm I'm following <laughs> after this article that Ray read. Where we're hanging our hats. Mm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The military is full of a bunch of really good, free-thinking people, and they're not going to let a dictator take over this country. That's that's where you're resting all your hopes. No. I'm resting a a little bit of hope in the military leadership, a little bit of hope in um, the troops, a little bit of hope in states' rights. Uh, There's a little bit sprinkled around, and maybe it'll be enough. 
to, you know, not send us down an authoritarian slide do I, to do. Do any of, do any of those <laughs> I mean, deflect bullets? I gotta <laughs> say, Ian, I, I mean, and again, this is just, it's, you know, just anecdotal for me listening. Like, I don't hear Trump kiss troops' asses as much as he kisses the uh, cops' asses. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't need to. He's the boss. Right. The boss doesn't have to kiss people's ass. <laughs> But you I do what you're told. Right. But I think part of being in the military, and again, to anybody who's in the military, like, you you expect a certain level of respect mm. and ask history to some extent. Well, you're asking them to put their lives on the line. There's a certain amount right. of gravitas there, that should come along with that. You know, and even whether it's true or not about Russia putting hits out on, on Americans in Afghanistan, the very fact that he didn't, like, jump all over that – if I was in the military, I'd be like, this motherfucker, like, mm. <laughs> you know, and then uh, I went, it was on John Oliver, right, uh, two weeks ago, where he diverted funds from the military bases for right. building them up to, to the wall, and then they have schools for their children now with, like, infested with rats and shit, and Lindsey Graham's like, well, you're just gonna have to suffer for a little bit. Mm. I think you, you, you probably feel better about not letting immigrants in, right? Or something to that effect. I mean, the numbers seem legit. Again, it doesn't really matter what the troops think. <laughs> like, it's helpful, if but it's the generals. Well, I find it more uh, – you were correct as far as the, you know, the end of democracy scenario. <laughs> but I find it more hopeful in that when I was in the military, 90% of the people around me were voting Republican. Like, there was just no question. So the idea that that many active duty people are, are actually thinking about voting for a Democrat is, is – it – makes it more likely in the vote. Now, again, the vote isn't the end-all be-all in my mind. It's getting getting him out of office, even to, even if it and, loses the vote. Right. And th there is also um, the, the fact that there are way more women in the military now than there were back in the day. And there are a, a lot more um, brown folks, too. Right. I don't doubt any of that. I, I, guess, I guess we were exploring that if the military doesn't remove him, that we shouldn't worry because it's not the last line of defense it's definitely the last oh, line yeah. of defense oh who the hell said that i thought that's what no. i thought that's what we were discussing that that if if trump trump says i'm not leaving and then the military doesn't remove him then it's yeah, not that over. is absolutely oh, no, no. I, joint I, chiefs there's I, yeah right yeah. what no what i i think what you're confused because what i said is that it's just not going to be that easy like there's going to be massive unrest and fighting and and shit and it'll be a total shit storm but yeah, you're right. I mean, our only last resort after that is revolt. <laughs> is mm. what I was saying. And it's just not that easy to contain this to contain this country. Right. Again, I really would have to look at the numbers though to see how many citizens in Germany were for what the Nazis were doing. Well, a lot of people saw the the power of the Nazi party by the time it became too late to say anything and just didn't say anything anymore because they knew that it would end up Costing them their lives. Well, a lot of people saw right. that and dove onto the party, you know, participate in the party. Yeah. And half-heartedly so, so, participated, but participated. Ian, I won't hold it against you when the tanks start rolling in if you start flying Trump signs to save you and your family. I understand. <laughs> you got a lot to lose. So I will not. Yeah, no I, problem. I mean, yeah. I don't have more to lose than anybody else on this podcast, but I am more likely <laughs> to sacrifice my principles in favor of self-preservation. <laughs> in my heart, you will be doing secret toasts to the uh, rebels. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I mean, if I see rebel activity in my area, I'm not going to report it. <laughs> not a monster. All right, a few more articles here as, uh, as we're getting 
close to time. Um, one article that I just I thought was uh, good to, to see, New York Times says that uh, global warming is becoming more of a concern among Americans. So according to a survey, yay. I, I would definitely think that that's probably because of the, the fact that the Democrats just keep bringing it up. Well, it's getting out there in the news more, but plus the fact that we've had you know three derechos this year, which is really freaking unusual, and they're devastating. We had almost had a double hurricane. It's been ninety degrees in Pennsylvania for the last eighteen freaking months. From it feels like it's been a hard. Well, I think we need more fire tornadoes. <laughs> more fire tornadoes, and California's and, and on fire. Yeah. While, while we're talking about temperatures, good luck to our friends in Florida and Texas mm. and California because holy crap, the heat there is just un. Bearable. Uh, I thought this was kind of a mild summer where I lived. <laughs> really? we, we, we did not really have that many 90 degree days. Oh, it's oh, been so it hot. Was <laughs> weeks on end here. Again, I barely live in Pennsylvania. So, mm. you know. You get a little bit more of that coastal, east coastal weather. Yeah. Shit, it was like 71 and, and, and very pleasant yesterday. <laughs> yesterday and today, yeah. Granted, we're not getting double hurricanes, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did not link an article to this because the only article I could find was actually on ArkEncounter.com and I don't want them getting ad money. But the Ark Encounter now has, and I can't believe they actually, they're setting up a virtual 3D interface. So you don't actually have to go to the Ark to, uh, to experience it. You, you can do a virtual encounter and, uh, you even get Ken Ham giving you an intro and an outro on the virtual experience. So, uh, (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah. That sounds awful. But. Even though I know that full well what his name is, I can't tell you how much I heard and wanted to hear you call him Canned Ham. <laughs> <laughs> you hear Canned Ham. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Slashgear.com has a article about uh, apparently atheists tend to get better sleep quality than the religious. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> in general, not in the specific. <laughs> okay, because goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> I think I I don't have many problems sleeping. I mean, now and then, but that's me. Whatever. But uh, well, mine are physical ailments, so it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I don't sit at night thinking about my immortal soul. Right, and right. that's the key to the article is that yeah, if yeah. you're worried about going to hell all the time, that's gotta that's gotta wear on your psyche after a while. <laughs> yeah, to think that you subject children to that. Yeah. These kids going to bed having nightmares that they may not get into heaven. Huh. Fucking child abuse. Yes. Um, I did like uh, how this was phrased on the Center for Inquiry. You're a robberist for the day. Marianne Williamson, if you remember her, mm-hmm. is attempting oh, yes. to diagnose the illness that gave America the QAnon infection. Wow. Ugh. Yeah. Well, that's silly, but I don't hate that. <laughs> Well, she's trying to to take a look at QAnon and determine how it became so prevalent in the American society. And I'm, I'm all for that. And I tried reading yeah. it for about a paragraph and a half before her made-up words and pseudo-nonsense just got to me. I, I agree. She is super wacky. But in principle, I like where this story is going. Right. <laughs> yes. Because QAnon is just like top-tier nonsense and people are treating it again this is a bad analogy because i was going to say people are treating it like gospel even though gospel is top tier nonsense nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) but i guess i don't know what makes this the new top tier nonsense like because it's it's man 
I've been down with conspiracies for, you know, many, many of my years. And this one is, you know, equivalent to lizard people. Mm. But people are just like, yeah, this is this is the truth. Flat earthers, lizard people, you don't know nothing. Eating children's adrenal glands. That's what it's all about. Um, I just I don't know. Good luck, Marianne Williamson. <laughs> well, it starts out with the dykes, dark psychic force of the collectivized <laughs> hatred. Wow. <laughs> I heard sorry. it starts out with this dyke saying. Yeah, sorry. It starts out with dykes. Not what I said. <laughs> the gays. I know it was just a slip of the tongue. Dark psychic force. <laughs> They're enslaving us with the lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, uh, a business offering. So there's an article again on the New York Times. God is dead, but so is the office because of the coronavirus. So mm. people want to save both. Uh, the article is talking about companies hiring people as divinity consultants and sacred designers. They are people with uh, with degrees from divinity schools, and they're being hired by your standard business to be spiritual consultants within the business. To help the business, I I don't know, prosper and make people more comfortable. I guess I don't I don't know, hmm. but apparently this has become a thing. I don't know if it's just a California thing. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> but normally, you know, people with divinity degrees end up doing like religious research or religious academia. Um, but in this case, there's more and more people being hired out of divinity schools to actually go to businesses to be consultants. Hmm. What about the people that don't believe the same religion as you? Fuck them. <laughs> I thought everyone was Christian in this country. Come on. Mm. Yeah, you're the boss. You don't have to care <laughs> to the other people. Right. You tell them how it works. <sighs> Sigh. <laughs> I need to up my, uh, my Zoom background game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you progressive academia workers are living in a fucking fantasy world. Yeah, we, we are. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. <laughs> All right, last thing that I have, Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, who I used, <laughs> Dilbert. I used to have some respect for. Oh, dickhead, yeah. total dickhead. He Long time is, ago. And not only a total dickhead, but uh, he, so, uh, I, I don't know even how to start this. He says <laughs> that Biden is absolutely the devil and you can't vote for him. And how does he know this? Because if you manipulate his name, it reveals the number 666. Oh, wow, he's gone from dickhead to fucking nutjob. Wow. So here's what he says. Did you know if you take the letter J from Joe Biden, now just imagine in your mind the letter J, now flip it around, and if you think of it <laughs> next to the O, that wow. becomes a we're, we're already making basic giant leaps here. Wow. <laughs> then you take the lowercase E, what does that look like if you turn it upside down? It looks like another six, but that's only two sixes. So then you got to look at the B, and the letter B in Biden is where you hide your third six. And he doesn't even explain where the B comes from. Like, it's just if you blur your eyes and do some acid, <laughs> I guess. But. If you smudge your computer screen a little bit with chocolate. <laughs> and then he surmises that the I, D, E, and N left over is a short for identity. So it's 666 identity. That's what Joe Biden's name stands for. Wow. The craziest part of all of that is that if you actually look at the Bible and you look at what Trump is, you can make a really solid case that he is the Antichrist. Karen, did you hear what the man just proposed? Do you think he's being rational about anything right now? 
sure, but why go this crazy direction where there's a perfectly obvious direction to go that actually because, is in because, the book? Because he's been licking Donald Trump's asshole from day one. True. This isn't like a sudden turn for him. Yeah. Thank God I never thought Dilbert was fucking funny. I always thought it was a boring ass comic. <laughs> See, I always thought Dilbert was, not always, but most of the time, I thought Dilbert was funny, but yeah. not now that I have any idea what he is actually like. Holy crap. Because now this I see a- the comic, and I can't even make it through the comic without thinking, this guy is an idiot. Yeah, this affects me in no way. This isn't like uh, Waterston, the guy who did uh, Calvin and Hobbes coming out and telling me gay people need to be burnt at the stake or anything. Ooh. That didn't- Did that he did, say that? No, 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 that didn't happen. That didn't happen. I'm just saying it. And, and I have to go, like, go grab all my Calvin and Hobbes you know, collections and throw them away. No. So fuck you, Scott Adams, and fuck your stupid-ass Dilbert. Because I don't like <laughs> okay. it. I never read it. <laughs> Bill Waters it never says anything to anybody. I think he's a weird recluse, isn't he? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. Okay. He, I, he did not, I'm saying if it was like, like he did do that, and then I'd have to toss right. all my shit out. Well, Waterson came out recently. He's writing a book or something. He's doing something. Oh, yeah. good for him. Yeah. I like to know that he's staying busy and he's feeling good. Yeah. All right, so that's all I got for this week. Does anybody have anything else? Don't throw away your Calvin and Hobbes collections, everybody. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, I want to make that clear. Don't do that. Even if he comes out and says that, hang on to those books. They're funny. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Calvin and Hobbes? Oh, yeah. my God. It's so no, 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 no. It, it is fun. No, no. I'm saying it is funny, but I'm. if he came out and told me Biden's name with numerology and shit with uh, 666, I'd be like, Well, uh, I wouldn't buy any more, but I'm not getting rid of the old stuff that I got. Yeah, it turns out that uh, it depends on how enmeshed I am in something. It depends on the tier of involvement, I mean. Because at this point, J.K. Rowling has come up and said, trannies are the worst and they all need to die, and I'm still going to sit down and watch a Harry Potter marathon anytime it's on. (laughs) See, I rethink it now. I'm just like, I mean, listen, I I am not going to give J.K. any more money. I'll put it to that Mm. way. By the way, you mentioned numerology. Numerology at least has some, I mean, there's something behind it. This is just, he's like blurring his eyes and turning the letters. <laughs> he really and- <laughs> is. He's just making crazy stuff up. <laughs> Not that numerology has any logic to it. but If you take a look at Joe Biden's name, you can clearly see <laughs> yeah. that if you erase all the letters and rewrite Satan, <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. That's all we got for this week. Uh, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, especially you guys who could join us tonight. Even if you couldn't join us for the whole time, we do appreciate it. If you enjoyed the podcast, you could support it by going to patreon.com and signing up and joining on Discord uh, as we record. If you can't do that, you could share the podcast on social media, uh, find it on Twitter or Facebook and share uh, the, the, the page, or leave a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you happen to listen. Uh, if you want to contact us again, facebook.com slash profanearg or tweet to us at profanearg. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. Soon to be named network.com will give you a variety of shows for your listening pleasure. I want to thank you for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you.